Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode. I am so glad you're here to join me today. And before I dive into the message at hand, I want to mention a couple of things. If you'd like to mark your calendars, number one, I will be speaking at uh, the Extraordinary Made for More retreat in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the end of April, April 29th and 30th. So if you are a woman and you would love to grow in the spirit and be connected to other women of faith, this is going to be an amazing weekend. You can find all the information at discovermyinsidestory.com under retreats. There is a slate of speakers that are fantastic. I'm truly honored to be a part of this team. And I will be closing on Saturday uh, with how to hear God's voice and really doing some guided journaling into what the Holy Spirit is leading you into in your next steps. And I'm really, really, really hoping that I will have my new book and journal in hand as a soft book launch at that place. So if you're there, you will be among the very first to have a chance to get your copy of Untangled faith book, Uh, which leads me to my second point, which is May 2nd. Tuesday, May 2nd is going to be the official book launch of Untangled Faith, How Honest Conversations with God Lead to Deeper Connections. Okay, deeper connections, clarity, and peace. So mark your calendars for May 2nd. Um, If you'd like to get on the list to know more about that, just head to my website. Uh, You can go to, actually, just go to untangledfaith.com. There will be a little sign-up bar at the top. Fill out that Google form. I'll have your contact info, and you'll have everything you need. Okay, now let's get to the meat of this episode. Uh, Last time, we were talking about the comfort zone and what is really so bad about living in our cozy comfort zone. Uh, We talked about the compelling, the compelling love and divine nature of Jesus that would actually call us out of that comfort zone because he has something more for us in store. I was reading to you a quote from the book, uh, the, To Bless the Space Between Us by John O'Donohue. And I stopped here when he said, perhaps the art of harvesting the secret riches of our lives is best achieved when we place profound trust in the act of beginning. So I want to pick up there and really dive into this topic and unpack it a little bit more for you today. So when we place profound trust in the act of beginning, it means that we believe there is something greater for us in store, something that we could not have dreamt of on our own, that we could have not have imagined on our own, maybe to some degree we imagine it, but we're believing that if we begin, if we take that step of faith outside our, our comfort zone, something, something awaits us. There is a gift for us. And the quote in this book goes on to say that risk might be our greatest ally. Have you ever considered that risk could be your greatest ally? So for me specifically, my flesh wants to bristle against this word risk. 
right? That's what, that's what keeps me in my comfort zone. It's too risky to step outside and I might get hurt. I might get disappointed. I might feel frustrated. And yet, if you are in the place where you want to grow in the spirit and you want to grow in the things of God, then let John O'Donohue plant this seed in your mind that risk is actually your greatest ally. That is who you need to be aligned with so that you can walk out and live a truly creative life. Live a life that is beyond maybe what you're experiencing here and now. John O'Donoghue goes on to say, to live a truly creative life, we always need to cast a critical look at where we presently are. Let me stop there. So the first step in growing, in living out true creativity is assessing your present season. Where are you right now? If you were to sort of lay all the cards on the table and take an assessment of your life, your calendar, uh, your relationships, all these things, how would you rate them? So on a scale of one to five, let's just say, sometimes I feel like one to 10 is just too many numbers. We're going to go one to five. Let's take a critical look at your life right now. How are your relationships? Five would be super healthy. They are just running on all cylinders. Couldn't be better. One is, dang, I've got some relationships in my life that are actually not healthy. In fact, we could maybe use the word toxic. You know, begin to take a critical look at your present state. What about your job? The way that you organize your days, your life, your calendar. If you're to cast a critical look at where you presently are, how are you feeling about it? Are you feeling excited and motivated and ready to get up each day? because you are totally aligned with what God has made you to do with who he made you to be? Or are you kind of feeling frustrated and bored, stuck, anxious, stressed? Now, life brings with it some natural stress. So I'm not going to sit here and promise you that you can live some stress-free life entirely. However, I do believe that if you get really honest about where you are, then you can begin to discern where you have become stagnant, where things have begun to kind of grow mold, metaphorically speaking, and where a new beginning might be coming around the corner. So if you're honest, take a look at your life, your vocation, your job, your relationships, your calendar, your friendships, your church. I know, I went there, didn't I? And begin to have that honest eye on a scale of one to five. Is this, is there fruit? Is there a beautiful harvest coming from this place? Or has it become stagnant and dark and moldy, right? Of course, I'm speaking in metaphor here, but O'Donohue tells us that there can be no growth if we do not remain open and vulnerable to what is new and different. So even as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, okay, I'm talking to maybe a couple of groups of people. There's a group of you that are really growth-minded, that you want to live that truly creative life. And you're like, you know what? I do want to take a critical look at my life right now. And I do want to see where God is inviting me to step out into new territory so that I can experience more of him. I can experience more relationships, etc. And there might be some of you that are like, you know what, Megan, 
thanks, but no thanks. I'm good. I'm good where I am. And you know what? That's okay. This is your choice. You get to decide how you want your life to look in as much as you have control over certain things about your life, right? He says, I've never seen anyone take a risk for growth that was not rewarded a thousand times over. Isn't that a beautiful sentence? This idea that you can take a risk for growth and it will be rewarded a thousand times over. But here's the rub. You don't know exactly what that's going to look like. You don't know what a thousand times over is going to look like. You just have to trust the process that if you are on a new journey, spiritually speaking, emotionally speaking, that there are going to be greater riches for you. But sometimes you're going to have to travel through a dark valley of difficulty and suffering. Sometimes you're going to have to travel through some things that feel bumpy and challenging and hard. And then you think, you know what, had I known from the beginning what this was going to look like, maybe I wouldn't have even done it. Maybe I wouldn't have even set out on this journey because I can see with my natural eye that it's going to be tough. Yes, this is true. This is human thought. This is human nature. He says, yet the rewards and gifts become vital to who we are. Through the innocence of beginning, we are often seduced into growth. Ooh, what a fantastic sentence that is. Through the innocence of beginning, we are often seduced into growth. We think, oh man, this is exciting. I would like to, I would like to try this new thing. And so we set off kind of innocently in some regard. And then we realize that the road gets difficult. And we want to tuck tail and run. And we're like, you know what? I should not have even started this thing. I don't even know why I said yes to this divine invitation. And yet this is a point of choice. This is where in the messy middle of your story, you can decide if you want to throw in the towel and believe that God really wasn't in it. He really wasn't having this for you. You know what? I probably shouldn't have never done this in the first place. Or you can continue to walk through it, knowing that you are not alone. If you are open and honest and you are connected to the Lord, he has rewards and gifts that are ready for you to grow in him. Something that this makes me think of is, is that in order to live this life of growth, it is, an impo- it is important to be an integrated human being. What do I mean by that? So my question for you is, do you have a public persona and a private persona? Are you the same person in public that you are in private? And the reason I ask that is because I do believe that one of the challenges of this life of faith, of living as a human being, is that it is so easy to put on a mask, to put on some sort of identity that we believe other people want from us. So I believe that many of us possess two aspects to our our being, a public self and a private self. And the private self is who you really are, what you really think, what you really want, what you're dreaming about. And yet, when you step out into the public, 
you might be tempted to dull it down a little bit, to shift, to become a chameleon, to become who other people want you to be. And the more that you shift from your private self, who you truly are in your heart of hearts, the bigger the chasm is between your private self and your public self, the harder you are going to have this experience of integrating yourself as a human being. And I do believe that vulnerability is the key to living an integrated life. Being honest with yourself, being honest with God, being honest with other people. And when you are vulnerable, when you're honest about what you're experiencing, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, when you're honest with yourself, when you're honest with God, when you're honest with others, then you are going to be walking in a more holistic and integrated way because people believe you, they can connect with you, they can understand you. And I do believe that Jesus was an amazing role model for living an integrated life. He spoke the truth about who he was, about what he felt, even if it meant being misunderstood. So are you at a place where you are ready, where you are willing to speak the truth about who you are, what you believe, what you feel, even if that means being misunderstood? Now, that doesn't mean you are always right in what you're feeling and what you're thinking. So then you need to go, is it in line with scripture? Is it in line with the truth of who God made me to be? So sometimes you speak something out vulnerably into the public eye and someone might challenge you on that. Now, listen, if someone challenges you on what you're thinking and what you're feeling, that is okay. In fact, that can be fantastic for growth because it makes you have to dig a little bit deeper and and really get honest with, okay, is what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and what I'm dreaming about in line with kingdom living, in line with who God says that I am? Is it in line with, with the fruit of the spirit, with the truth of who you are, or is it a little bit off? So if someone challenges you on what you're thinking and feeling, it's okay. This is what helps us grow and really dig deep. And at the end of the day, once you've kind of dug down deeper to really answer honestly about this, you could say, you know what? This is in line with scripture. This is in line with who God is and who he says I am. So therefore, yes, this is how I feel. Or you might begin to uncover some lies that have been woven deep into your heart and soul for a long time. And you might be challenged to begin to create some neural pathways and renew and refresh your mind. So what is your public persona and what is your private persona? And this takes a lot of inner discipline. This takes a lot of work to to honestly show up and show your real self to people. I have confessed in this podcast that I am a people pleaser. I am an Enneagram nine. I am a firstborn. I don't even know how many ways I can describe this to you, but my natural flesh wants to please other people. It has been years of work for me to undo this compliant, like, just tell me what you want. I will go ahead and do it. I will kind of be who you need me to be. And yet God has done an amazing work in me to to really stir up some of that soil and really begin to renew my mind to understand my truest identity in him. And it doesn't matter necessarily what other people think. 
yes, we want to have good relationships where we can kind of banter back and forth and challenge and encourage one another. But at the end of the day, living an aligned kingdom life means that I can sleep at night because I know that I am connected to the spirit and I'm listening to God and I'm not doing things out of a sense of obligation or duty. Those kinds of things do not drive aligned living. So here are some of the ways that you can, some of the things that you can ask yourself to go, hmm, am I living the same kind of life that I am in private as I am in public? So number one, do you say yes to things out of duty or obligation? This one convicts me to the core because a lot of people ask me to do things, especially as a mom. So you moms out there, I'm guessing this might be, I might not be alone in this category by myself, but if you find yourself saying yes to a lot of things because you just feel like you are supposed to, and it's your obligation to, then I would challenge you to say, you know what? You might want to do some work to integrate and really ask the Holy Spirit, what is mine to pick up and carry and say yes to? And what is mine to freely say no to? Understanding that God will provide someone else to do this job Or maybe it doesn't need to be happening right now. So another question that you can ask yourself is, do you set your legitimate needs aside for other people? Do you find yourself really getting murky and muddy and cloudy about your own boundaries so that you can meet the needs of others? Yes, we are called to serve. Yes, we are called to love. This is a tenet of the Christian faith. We are called to serve out of a full cup. You cannot serve if you are an empty vessel. So if you're setting your legitimate needs aside, legitimate, by the way, for other people, then you will find yourself serving from an empty cup and you will find yourself bitter and frustrated and tired. So another question you can ask yourself, do you have difficulty living within your preset boundaries? So Again, here is a little clue into the public self and private self because in private, by yourself, in your truest form, you have some preset boundaries and values and you think, okay, this is what I'll say yes to. This is what I'll say no to. This is who I am. This is my moral code. This is my, you know, faith base. And yet when someone of influence comes up to you and says, you know what, I'm going to give you another invitation and you know in your heart of hearts that it does not align with your core set of values, but you find yourself beginning to shift and say yes and be like, well, maybe I can do that in this case. It's a slippery slope. So if you have difficulty living within your preset boundaries and values, perhaps there's a greater chasm between your public self and your private self than you care to admit. If you have a a deep need to keep life controlled and sort of buttoned up, again, where is that coming from? Are you trying to please other people at the expense of hurting yourself? Now, I have a a verse here that I would love to speak over this episode, and it's from 1 Corinthians 3. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10, and it says this, but God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Let's stop right there. 
if you are wondering, how do I even answer these questions? How do I know if I have a public self and a private self? Ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to begin to reveal to you places where you are out of alignment, where you are out of sync, where you might not be fully integrated. He will unveil the truth to you. It's okay. There's grace for that. Take some time. See what he has to say. The verse goes on to say, yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit. Do some study. Open up your Bible. Look in the concordance. Begin to read about the Holy Spirit. Who is the person of the Trinity that is the Holy Spirit? Comforter, counselor, guide, advisor. Jump into John. There's The Gospel of John has so many fantastic nuggets for you to understand who the Holy Spirit is. Verse 11, after all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. So how are you going to truly know if you are fully integrated as a person, spiritually, emotionally, physically, as God created you to be, ask the Holy Spirit. His thoughts and secrets are fully understood when you connect to the Spirit of God. I know that there are. this is a deep topic, and I'm, I'm sensing the need to unpack this over multiple episodes. But for now, let's leave it here. Think about that this week as you go about your days Ask for an awareness. Pay attention to, the, to this idea of public self versus private self. Pay attention. See if there are times when you know in your heart and your mind that you want to choose one thing and you find yourself choosing another. Keep track of that. Journal about that. Pay attention to that. Again, if you want to reach out and message me, I love to help people on this journey of discovery beginning to integrate the public self and private self because I have done the work of this myself. And these are questions that I ask myself every day. I love you guys. Last word right here. First Corinthians three, chapter 12, for we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God. Why? So that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. This is the journey. These are the gifts that are set out for you. Grace has lavished upon you understanding that only comes from the Holy Spirit. So take that risk. Make risk your ally for this reason so that you can come to understand and experience all that grace grace has lavished upon you. Love and blessings. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, meganbnilson.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.